0: Host Carl Davis Jr. talks to the rock stars of Silicon Valley and offers you engaging interviews and insights from local, regional, and internationally acclaimed business leaders, entrepreneurs, and community leaders to help you stay connected. Now, here's your host. Carl Davis Jr.
1: Hi, I'm Carl Davis Jr. and Welcome to Silicon Valley Business Connections. I'm your host, but I'm also the president of the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce, where we help all small businesses start, finance, grow, and even exit their business for more profits. Our offices are located at 25 North 14th Street, downtown San Jose, or you can reach us by the web at blackchamber.com. In studio with me today is my good friend, producer, and co-host, Mr. Carl Big Papa Wells. He's the co host and
2: producer. Carl, how are you feeling today? I'm great, man. This is a beautiful day. It's uh, it's um, Small Business Saturday, and I think that's a great thing for small yes. businesses all over the all over the country. And and that's one of the things we want to talk about today is how the what's the value that the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce can bring to you as a small business.
1: Well, you know, this, uh, this Saturday today is huge around the country. It's like shop small. Yeah, That's the main right. thing, right? right? So you'll see special logos in people's windows. It's very important because most of the uh, employees that um, that work for small businesses really are the people that are driving the, the economy. Right. I think it's over right. like 60 or 70 percent of all the employees right. work for small businesses. Right. Right.
2: right. And, and it's coming right off the heels of Black Friday. When everyone tends to get into the large stores and and give their money to the large, so the WalMarts and the Targets and and, uh, and those type of stores, and we need to support the small businesses because off of you know maybe they're not on Wall Street but they're Walnut Street, and then we got to support the Walnut <laughs> <like> Street <laughs> uh, um, um, business as well. And and those are the communities, those are the small moms and pops, those are the ones that are taking care of of the uh, uh, the, the little parts of the community, whether they're grocery stores or or auto parts. Stores, parts stores, or they could be nail. Uh, what do I call them? Beauticians and and mm-hmm. barbershops. I mean, barbershops is one of the greatest places in the world just to have great conversations, man. No, no, Carl, you're exactly right.
1: I mean, that is the the economic engine for us. Right is small business. Right, and uh, years ago, and I'm a, I'm a digress a bit, Carl. Back in around 1995, I got elected to the president's White House conference on small business. And when I went back there as a chamber president, I had noticed that when the allocation to the SBA for dollars were given, um, when the small, very small business people wanted to try to get those dollars, those dollars were all gone. Right. I was like, that's crazy. Right. So what had happened was that the bigger small businesses at that time, Apple, they would, <laughs> they, they would actually plan so well that in January they would actually start asking the SBA for the money that they would want to get. Right. And by July and August, that money is all used up. And here comes a really small business that needs 30, 40, 50 grand to get them through Thanksgiving and Christmas and the holiday season the money's all gone. And right. I thought, that is crazy. Right. Don't that sound
2: crazy? It's crazy, man. And we have to learn how to both, um, um, from the public and the private sectors, learn how to support the small businesses in the same way that the government is supporting GE by saying, okay, well, hey, you ain't got to pay no taxes. GE pays no taxes. And by the way that uh, Apple uh, is, is structured, we need to be able to structure those small businesses. I mean, the president of the United States has 500 small businesses. And now that they're about to redo the whole tax plan, mm-hmm. um, we need to be able to... <laughs> not only support them financially, but make sure that the government is supporting them as well. So what you guys do over at the chamber?
1: Mm-hmm. Well, I was going to finish that story, too, because what ended up happening was the issue that I went back is now an issue that's here today. And it was a redefining small businesses. And that's when micro small Got defined. Uh-huh. So so what's a micro small? A micro small is uh, for our definition of it at the chamber, because people can do it however they want. But our, our definition is a business that gross less than one hundred thousand dollars a year. OK, so many kind of professional services and people like that gross less than one hundred thousand dollars a year. So they're micro small. But the main thing that went with the government back in 1995 was the whole allocation of saying when Congress gives the SBA X amount of dollars, that stays the same. My issue was, why don't they earmark a certain bit of it for micro small businesses. Right. That right. way the money wouldn't run out for the really small person.
2: Now, I know in Africa, you know, they, they're they priding themselves now on in places like Kenya, how they have those micro, like, micro small businesses and the banks are actually supporting them. Everything from, from uh, people selling cell phones out of the house to, to, uh, especially in Kenya there there are thousands upon thousands of small uh, farms uh, in Kenya everyone has a small farm so banks are actually supporting those small businesses um, helping them with uh, energy development or water production um, delivery to to the to the market and 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 actually and helping them promote their, their small businesses and so we need to do the same thing here now I'll go back to the Chamber of Commerce the black Chamber of Commerce uh, I I know one of the things if you don't have a small if you don't have a business but you wanted to start a small business, I want to start there. One of the things that you guys teach kids in school is how to do a business plan. So that's the single most important thing on starting a small business is having a business plan, um, an operational plan, a marketing plan, knowing your financing, um, knowing the market that you're going to do, understanding promotions, all those kind of things. But once you get that and you got small businesses that are open, like small restaurants, They can come to the Black Chamber of Commerce and get support from you guys.
1: Well, that's very important what Carl was talking about and support. Most of the time people think of it as dollars because people feel
2: like, hey, I need
1: some money. Right. Right. But at the end of the day, Carl, we really when we're doing a good job. We won't just give them dollars because I give the analogy if we just gave them the dollars, it's almost like taking water and putting it in a bucket with holes in it. <laughs> Eventually, the water is all going to go out I got pockets like that. Man. <laughs> <laughs> so we really have to take the time to uh, get them to understand what business they're in and how they can be better business managers. And and that's a huge thing. You know, uh, we want to really help people go from, like, idea to exit. And that exit strategy here in Silicon Valley is really huge because that's usually where you can make a lot of money when Microsoft or Apple or Intel buy you buy you out, that's right.
2: huge. Now, now again, in between Black Friday and Cyber Monday, we have this we have uh, today, which is which is a small business. Um, Saturday, mm-hmm. and we want everyone to go out and go to your neighborhood. And we all live in neighborhoods, yes, you know, right. unless you live in a high rise in Manhattan. We all live in neighborhoods. <laughs> go to your neighborhood grocery store. Go yes. to your, go to your neighborhood. Everyone has uh, the the flea markets. Everyone has the um, what do you call those things where they're selling fruit and vegetables out in yeah. the farmers the, market. the farmers markets. Yeah. I, we go there all the yeah. time and find some great. Yeah. Go to your, your local nail shop. Go to your local barber shop, Mom. Um, you don't have to go to the mall and go to all those expensive places. Um, so, so patronize today, get outside, yeah. walk yes. around, patronize the small businesses, yeah. get to know the people that are at the small businesses Yeah, that are running them in your neighborhood.
1: And think about, uh, think about yourself too. If you actually one day want to start a small business, right. if you ever thought about that, this is your time to contact the chamber. And for people who are listening to the show, obviously you can call us at 408 288 Eight eight zero six, or you can go out on the web, and we're redoing our website at blackchamber.com. dot com. That's easy, Blackchamber.com. dot com. dot because we're here to help you do what: start your business. Help you finance your business, right? Help you grow your business, and also
2: help you exit your business. And since I'm in the marketing, I love marketing. I've done marketing worldwide. That's to me, that's the single most important part of even having a business. You can have all the financing, you can have a, 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 an incredible Excellent business, business plan. plan, you can have everything, <laughs> yeah. but if you don't know how to market, it's like that commercial where people just twiddling their thumbs. Yeah. You got to know how to advertise. You gotta know how to promote. There's a difference between advertising and promotion. Advertising is paid, promotions is free. All right, and everything on social media nowadays, you can you can do paid advertising by doing clicks on Facebook and all, or you can do free promotions, which is getting an ad out there, shooting an ad to all your friends, asking all your friends to shoot the ad to their friends, like the Gina Take commercial. They tell two, 10 <laughs> friends, and they'll tell ten friends, and they'll tell ten friends. So the thing that's most important is when, if you can come to the chamber if you're thinking about having a small business, or if you have a small business and you want some support um, on uh, on how to help run it, how to help finance it. Car can help you with uh, introducing people that small business financing. We can help you with advertising, promotions, public relations, publicity, uh, and and if you are a supporter and if you are a member of the chamber, one of the things we can do is we can introduce you to all the other businesses that we have online That's a part of the chamber. And all
1: the other chambers, too. Uh, right. A lot of people don't realize this, but there's a Hispanic Chamber of Commerce. There's a Black Chamber of Commerce. There's a Filipino Chamber of Commerce. The Chinese
2: Business Association, right, the, right. Vietnamese, the Vietnamese, and yeah. we work very closely with all of them, uh, all of them, the the organizations, all of mm-hmm. their members, and it's a it's a, it's a synergistic um, attitude and behavior that we have between all of the chambers here so that we can as minorities and as small businesses we can support each other regardless of whether you have a t-shirt company or you have a catfish restaurant and if you do please give me a call because I'm, <laughs> I'm a catfish man uh, but and, and the most important thing about everything we're talking about today is the, the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce is approachable the president he's a good guy I like him very much I've known him for 20 oh, years man I gotta he's, write him he's, a he's, check he's getting old now but, but he's still you know, he's got a little gray the picture <laughs> On Facebook, ain't the same guy, but he still look good. But but Carl Davis Jr. is approachable. He can sit down and he'll talk to you. He got a lot of people in the office that are willing to sit down and work with you. Um, so so please give us a call.
1: And I want to say this be, before we go off. Uh, speaking of that, the first week of May is Small Business Week, and the Hispanic Chamber, Vietnamese, Filipino, Black Chamber, we're all coming together, and we're going to host a small business expo. Great. And when I talked about writing a check to Carl, you know, that's so funny. Our next guest, Carl, is coming up. He's the creator of the African-American
2: Check Series. That's Mr. Marshall Johnson. I'm looking forward to talking to him. He's an incredible person, man.
1: Yeah, well, we're going to leave it right there. We thank you guys. Remember, here's here's how you reach us. Blackchamber.com or call 408-288-8806.
2: Make sure you get out and support us at Black, at Black uh, on uh, on uh, Small Business Saturday, and uh, we'll be right back, and we'll be talking to Marshall Johnson.
1: You're listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
0: This is Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis Jr., brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com, or call 408-288-8806. Now, back to Silicon Valley Business Connections.
1: Man, yeah, we got Marshall Johnson in. Marshall is a good friend from Atlanta, Georgia, but he's been all around. So he's actually lived out here in the Bay Area, too. But he's here to talk about a very, very important subject for our listeners to know about, and it's about licensing agreement. So, Marshall, before I get into branding or trademarking and all that, I'm going to give all that to you. <laughs> Introduce yourself, Marshall,
3: so people know who you are and then dive in that subject. Okay. Uh, I am, my background is advertising. Uh, and from advertising, I learned about, and I was, when I first got into it, I went advertising. And that was a long story. But my partner was a Caucasian, um, a man who was my godfather now. And uh, uh, I was, and I got into this uh, by, by being concerned about how African Americans were depicted on. Advertising in the city, I was in Memphis at the time I was. Why they were, how they were depicted, and they weren't depicted favorably as I saw it. And uh, coke called and um, I was one of the things after I got into it. I asked God, why Why did you choose advertising for me? Mm-hmm. I heard Muhammad Ali say how he used boxing as a special platform for him to be able to speak the word. Mm-hmm. Same thing. I felt like this. Okay, therefore it must be. I need to be able to speak the word for to help. And I couldn't see why advertising worked. Why advertising was was a vehicle? Well, it is in a lot of ways. If you think about it, everything that you see on television, everything that you see everywhere, that people have to when they when they consumers are have to advertising is what introduces you to the product. From that, I learned that from that became uh, uh, came the first project that I worked on branding, and licensing trademarks and patent. I stumbled into it. I didn't recognize that's what it was, mm-hmm. and that was the African American check series. Mm-hmm. I was was uh, my concern was the African Americans have contributed so much to this country, to make it what it is. We established the fundamental principles by which the country is based, as well as built it, and and um, did it no no actually no big return. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saw buffaloes, and I thought about how much money was spent by well gross was, was, was grossed. By African Americans to our economy, found out that they were. We are the seventh largest economic power in the country in the world. Mm-hmm. So I thought that we are on corn or currency. That being the case, came up with this idea. And someone said, one of my friends who was there, Troy White said, I was trying to mention his name because it was originally mm-hmm. this idea. And that was how he was received. He received royalties. Actually, maybe he paid him royalties for the idea as well. Um, those African Americans on corn our currency, and we, we were the backbone of building the country. So I came up with the idea of coming up of, of the African-American checks. Well, we came up with the idea of African-American checks. And didn't recognize that I was actually branding a product. Mm-hmm. And then we licensed it to check printers. Mm-hmm. And then again, recognized that that's a huge industry. Mm-hmm. I was recently at, before we saw each other in Vegas recently. Mm-hmm. I was recently at uh, the branding licensing show in Las Vegas. 20,000 people there. Only eight African-Americans. Out of 20,000. 20, people in that and the average and the branding licensing industry is a trillion dollar business. Wow, all over the world, multi trillion dollar business all over the world. Mm-hmm. But What we don't recognize is that when you sell something, you average in a, in a particular country, and you create a product that you're selling, and you pay your taxes, you create you are you are contributing to the GDP, the gross mm-hmm. domestic product. Mm-hmm. That's something that we need to learn how to do. Can you make can you make it simple for
1: us, Marshall? Like say <laughs> me, I bought your checks, right? Yes, Remember I went yes, down to my credit union, yes, my bank, and yes, I got your checks. Yes. When I got your checks, what came to you? It
3: was in right. the form of royalty, right? We were able we negotiated an arrangement with uh, the manufacturers. What was different than we did that we did that nobody else had done, and it kind of perplexed the entire industry was because they wondered who is this company that is able to create, who is able to sign license agreements with all four of the major companies, four, four of the major check printers. Who is this company? And mm-hmm. they didn't recognize it was just me mm-hmm. <laughs> because right. of my advertising background right. trained me so I could be able to talk at that level that they want. Mm-hmm. And of course, we've done we, we were working with Fortune twenty companies from All Express to General Motors, McDonald's, and so forth. So we had a certain we had to speak at a certain level, and we we signed agreements with them. Then they thought it wasn't going to be successful, so they said, okay, we we'll are decide to agree with you. No problem. We won't going to be that successful. Um, we negotiated our royalties. Mm-hmm. Our royalties were for not only the checks uh, to uh, uh, to receive money from the checkbook, so for each uh, box of checks that sold, but also we created a checkbook cover mm-hmm. that, that was candy cloth. So we were able to receive royalties from that as well. And those royalties come to you every quarter, every month, every year, whatever you want to come. So... That is, and and we and and the, and the check check printers asked me. They said, "Okay, we want we want your check because the banks want us to take it."
2: Mm-hmm.
3: Therefore, create get, send us a license agreement. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is a license agreement? Mm-hmm. I said, "You write it," and mm-hmm. they wrote it and sent it to me. And I had my attorney look at it and we signed it. sent it back to them. Mm-hmm. One of the things, if I can say anything about business, mm-hmm. i mean, dealing with dealing with uh, one of the things that you really want to do when you have a license agreement with anyone, make sure. My, my, um, attorney didn't recognize it as well. Make sure you have a non-compete in the agreement. Mm-hmm. So that once you become successful, they can't come in and take it over.
1: Man, that is so important, and, and non competes. And Carl's got some questions about this uh, PLA T-shirt that you brought in. That's a little too small for him. We won't go there. <laughs> but this is very important as business wise that people understand the royalty business. And yes, there are a lot of young folks business. who are learning it in the music industry because yes. music plays pays a lot of royalties, royalties. Right? Yes. People who write songs get paid what royalties? royalties right? Correct. So these are income streams that go on without you doing more work after you've done the original work. Carl's got this T-shirt over here that says something on
3: it, but it's got something that says PLA on there. What is that? A PLA is what's called a private label agreement. When you reach it, when you preface that by by saying one other thing, in the manufacturing industry, we aren't represented in that at all because we don't know. And that's not to take away from anybody. It's just that certain things we don't know about. You're not held responsible for things that you don't know. So, it's, when, you, when you sign an agreement with a manufacturer, it's called a private label agreement, and you negotiate your terms in the private label agreement. How much? How, how long they'll carry it? Uh, how long that you will keep it exclusive to yourself? How long you want to keep it exclusive? I mean, for for, to, for certain businesses, um, the terms arrangements. of so those are a number a number of things that are involved in the agreement, and you want to create that's. That's building legacy wealth. I mean, wealth is what we need to be, and they need to be looking at more than anything else. Not rich, which is, you build billions over years with manufacturing agreements, if you handle it successfully. There's a lot of components involved with it. First thing you want to do is you want to create a uh, trademark for your product. Then after that, you want to create it. You want to patent it, if at all possible. Then you brand it. And then from branding, you license it out. Mm -hmm. And you receive money from each license that you sell. For instance, we did something uh, with our diaper product with Pocoyo. Pocoyo, I think, had about 10,000 different licenses. That's revenue stream from all of these licenses, Mm -hmm. from DVDs, from Mm -hmm. toys, Mm -hmm. to all kinds of things, t baby bibs. Uh, all kinds of things. So those, that's revenue coming in from every product. How offered. could people learn
1: more about this and where would they go to learn more about this? Because this sounds like this is a very
3: lucrative thing if uh, you could get a great idea tremendous. and learn how to protect it. It's hard to be. I've got, and I'll send this to you. Mm-hmm. I wrote a, 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 a curriculum to teach in a college in Atlanta on uh, where to learn more about it. I'll send it to you and you can be able to share it if you like to. I'll put it on your website if you'd like to. Okay, and that's blackchamber.com just in
1: case anybody's
3: thinking about it. That's but go right, ahead, Marshall. It. But uh, it, it gives you information about the industry itself. I mean, every every country has a, a GDP, a gross domestic product. And every and you want to and, and and what they want to do is and every country wants to find ways to grow their GDP. So if if we can contribute it's time we contributed to back to the country itself. Mm-hmm. America is, needs, needs all the help it can get, especially financially. And that's a lot of other areas. But if we continue to, to, to grow financially, we can be able to bring other people along. And what's, what helps you to grow financially is education. Mm-hmm. Our awareness of opportunities that can create financial opportunities. We can create um, um, finances for yourself and your people and well, country. You
1: know, well, you know, Carl's a big marketing and advertising promotion guy. Yeah, tell me. Hey, Carl, you got any questions you want to ask Marshall about that? Because we only got about a minute and a half to go.
2: Uh, with a minute and a half, uh, my question will take like two minutes to ask, but, <laughs> but I, I, do think this is an incredible thing that we should look up people that are in business that needs to know about patents and their trademarks, because that's really important, especially yes. if you have an idea. Yes. Once you patent it, and once you get the patent, the trademark, then get, learning how to brand, brand and, and, and get and license. the license. So I yes. think that's some incredible information that we could find on, uh, on the uh, chamber website.
1: What about this t shirt? Oh, yeah, yeah. What about this t shirt that marshall guy got? It says 21st century what? African American reparations? Size, <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: tell, rep- reparations is definitely that. something important. Tell us a little bit about that. Well, you
3: know, we uh, as African Americans have never been able to. Uh, the, the, the 40 acres and the mule, I mean, the 40 acres and the mule, the thing that we were supposed to receive after uh, 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 slavery was over. After slavery. Yeah, we never were able to get even a 40-acre out auto, auto Mule. Right, you know? so right, The right, Mule is a right. car, a Cadillac in particular. Right, they gave us the Cadillac. Yeah. <laughs> no, the opportunity to buy yeah, them anyway. Right. Yeah, uh, but nevertheless... The new, the 21st century. I came up with this idea, and I said, "Let's put on a T-shirt." Now, I know I was coming out to see Carl. I thought it would be mm-hmm. a great idea opportunity, a great idea for him to look at, and maybe something we can stop, so we can establish a platform. Yeah, you got I'll about take a, 20. You got about 20 seconds. Okay, more. Take it, nationally. So we came up with the idea: the new on the T-shirt says "21st Century African American Reparations, 40 Acres, and an African American Manufacturer's Private Label Agreement." Wow! If we can do, if we if we can stop, if we can pass, it, if we get the word out. So, make people start looking more to it, maybe we can break that glass ceiling about yes, African yes. not being yes. in family
1: Spread sector. that wealth. Wow. Yes, we yes, we yes. want to thank you, Marshall. We're going to leave it right there. Okay. You've been listening to Marshall Johnson, and you've also been listening to Silicon
0: Valley Business Connections. You've been listening to Silicon Valley Business Connections with Carl Davis, Jr., and brought to you by the Silicon Valley Black Chamber of Commerce. More information about today's show is available by going to the Chamber's website, blackchamber.com. That's blackchamber.com or call 408-288-8806. That's 408-288-8806. Copies of our podcast are available online at blackchamber.com. If you would like to know more about a specific guest or make recommendations for upcoming guests and topics, email info at blackchamber.com. Keeping you connected.